hello from the members of First United Methodist Church in Royce City. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you find it meaningful and relevant. You're invited to join us for worship anytime, and you can learn more about our worship options, location, and small group opportunities by visiting our website, fumcroycecity.org. Today, we hear from our pastor, Reverend Chris Everson. May God bless you as you listen to His Word proclaimed. God, as that song just continues to echo in my heart, it is such a reminder that you are our living hope. That, that we are lost without you. And God, we confess that there are times in our lives that we try to live our lives without you. I think that's why this series is important to us. To receive an invitation. Not just to accept you as, as our Lord and Savior, God, but to, to live into that invitation. And to live our life as you lived yours. So, Lord, we pray that you let the words of my mouth and the meditation of each heart here be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. So we are continuing our series on, on, on the invitation to the Jesus life. And as I said in the prayer, the invitation to the Jesus life is, is more than just accepting Jesus as our Lord and Savior. It's actually taking the opportunity to live our lives as Jesus lived his life. Last week we talked about listening and, and be, being an attentive listener. So, so my question for you, did you have the opportunity to do that this week? Did you have the opportunity to be an attentive listener? You know, I, I admit, as I tried to practice these pr practices uh, last week, I caught myself a couple of times listening to give an answer. You know, we've all done that, haven't we? we? We're talking with somebody, and, and they're, they're talking, and we say, oh, I have a way to make that better. Or, oh, 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 they need to hear what I have to say instead of actually stopping and listening to exactly what they have to say. What a difference this world would be if we, as followers of Jesus Christ, living this invitation to the Jesus life were just to do that kind of listening. To stop trying to answer when somebody's talking to us, but just to be with them, to hear them, to, to understand them fully. We're going to continue on with that series this week as we're going to talking about compassion. Because, because one of the things that I see in Scripture, especially what I see in, in, in the Gospels, is that Jesus was full of compassion. And if we, as his followers, are to, to live a, a Jesus life, then we too need to be filled with compassion. Our Scripture is from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 9. Verses 35 through 38, I invite you to follow along in your Bibles. If you don't have them, we'll have the words up on the screen for you to follow. Hear these words from Matthew. 
Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So as we begin, I think it's good for us to start with a, a simple definition of, of what is compassion. I think we all have an idea of, of what compassion is, but if we were to look at, at Webster's definition of compassion, it would say it is a sympathetic consciousness of others' distress together with a desire to alleviate it. So, so compassion is being aware. Being aware about what is going on around you. And then having a, a desire to alleviate it. Having a, a desire to, to change it. Whenever I think of compassion, one of the uh, ministries that I automatically think of is a, is a, a ministry called Compassion International, which they uh, help uh, kids all over the world uh, with, uh, with poverty and with hunger. And you, you know, especially if you go to like a, a Christian concert or you go to an event, sometimes they'll have like a uh, halftime, if you will, or in between where the, where the artists can go and rest and then they'll have somebody come out and they'll do this big spiel about how Compassion International changed uh, their lives, but, but it was working because they were thinking that they were going to be changing somebody else's life. That's a way to desire or alleviate it. But I think if we actually take a look at the Greek word for compassion, I'm not going to say it because I'll mess it up. It really, doesn't really matter exactly how you pronounce that Greek word. But, but if we look at what that Greek word tells us to do, it is to partake in. To partake in. To me, that's more than just being conscious of others' distresses and a desire to alleviate it. But, but when we, as followers of Jesus Christ, take the opportunity to partake in, we step inside of somebody else's life and, and fully say that we are there with them. That, that, that we are, are going to be walking along the road with them in the midst of their trial, in the midst of their tribulation. And that is what Jesus had done. Looking at the Gospel of Matthew, there are four times where it is written that Jesus had compassion on the crowd and, 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 and went to them and, and, and healed them and, and worked with them and, and gave them what they needed. Now, you may not think that four times is a lot, but really, if you look throughout the Gospel of Matthew, that is a lot. In one book, time and time again, Jesus had compassion on the crowds. Jesus had compassion on someone that he healed. Jesus had 
compassion. And he partaked, partook in their distress. You know, if we even go to the Gospel of Luke, in one of the most famous parables that, that, that Jesus spoke, the parable of the lost son or the prodigal son, if you're familiar with it that way, as Jesus is, is sharing the story of the father, he says, but while he was still a long way off, talking about the son, while the son was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. So then he ran to him, and he threw his arms around him and kissed him. Compassion played a, a huge role in the ministry of Jesus Christ, and I think it is a huge role that it should take place in each and every one of our lives as a disciple of Jesus Christ. Author Jan Johnson, she wrote in one of her books, as a way of life, Jesus could not pass up comforting the distressed. I'm going to say that again. As a way of life, Jesus cannot pass up comforting the distressed. And he refused to be inattentive to the hardship of others. For so many times in Jesus' ministry, we see him being interrupted. I, I talked a little bit about that interruption last week, but that was a different kind of interruption because the woman just came and, and, and kind of interrupted Jesus in the middle. But there were lots of times in the Gospels we see that Jesus just welcomed the interruption because he cared for those around him and wanted them to have the healing and wholeness that only Jesus could bring. So the question that I have for us, my friends, how can we join the invitation of the Jesus life and live with compassionate blows? How, how can we do what, what, what Jesus has done? Because that's what we're invited to do is, is to step in and do what Jesus had done around in his life and, and be a part of that and show that we have a compassionate life within us. Well, the first thing we need to do I remember when I say these things, I'm saying these things more to me than I am to you, is that we need to fight against selfish ambition. How many times in our own lives do we try to get ahead? Do we try to, to place ourselves in, in, in a, a, a higher position to, to, to move above and beyond other people and to leave other people in the dust? Because it just does more for us. It gives us more status, more wealth, more, just, just place it there that you may be thinking of. I'm not saying all of these stuff are bad, but it is how we, how, how we try to, 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 to capture that and, and what we're trying to capture that for. Are we trying to capture it for ourselves or are we trying to help others? Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 10, 23, and using uh, the translation, the message by Eugene Peterson, he says, looking at it one way, you could say anything goes. 
because of God's immense generosity and grace. We don't have to dissect and to scrutinize every action to see if it will pass muster. But the point is not just to get by. We want to live well, but our foremost effort should be to help others live well. To trying to live a, a, with life that with compassion that flows, it, it, it's not about how I can continue to build myself up so, so I, I am greater. But how, Eugene Peterson says at that last part, that we should be able to help others live well. Whenever we try to help others, leave, help others to live well, we need to find places to practice compassion. I'm more guilty of this than anyone else, I think. That, that, that I, I don't want to serve because I don't want to, 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 to waste my time, or I think it's wasting my time, or I don't want to give up something that is valuable to me for someone else. That's one of the reasons why we started working with Davis Elementary six years ago. It's because we wanted to make sure that we took that time to help those at the school, the teachers, the administrators, the staff, most importantly, the students. There, there were days as, as I would go and, and read or, or meet with a student to mentor that I would be here in the office and I would be busy trying to take care of everything and I would look at my watch and I realize, oh, it's time to head over to Davis. I go, I really don't want to go today. I'm sure people in the office heard me complain about that too. But then I would get up and I would go hop in my car and I would drive over to Davis Elementary and I would tell you it was the biggest blessing to go there that day because I was able to, to sit with a student, to listen, to hear, to support in a way that they needed supported. Galatians 6.2 reminds us that we are to bear one, another burden, bear one another's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. So Lindsay mentioned at the beginning of our service, our website, and, and I've kind of played around with the homepage a little bit. And on that homepage, there are places for all of the different studies that we have going on in our church over the fall. I'll have two different studies going on. We got jam. We got two women's studies. I uh, mentioned uh, the, the guys that will be uh, gathering together. That's on there too. There's a place for you to sign up and, and to get connected with these different places. And these study opportunities are great. But there's also places for you to serve. But for you to use the compassion you have for others. We'll, we'll be starting back up. Davis Elementary talking with, uh, with the principal, uh, Mrs. Pence, and, and, and the assist, assistant principal, Mrs. Camp, talking about how they are opening up the schools again for volunteers to get in and, and work with students once again. And I am so excited for that. And I challenge you to find a place to serve whether it's at Davis Elementary School, whether it's here uh, in the church with our welcoming ministries, with our AV ministries, with our Daily Bread Food Pantry, trying to use those areas so that you can say, okay, for this time, 
while, while I'm used to doing something for me, I am going to set aside a time for someone else so that they can hear the message of Jesus Christ in a, in a different way. And honestly, it's so we can hear the message of Jesus Christ in a different way. It, it, instead of being, and I hate to use this word, but it's possibly what it is, instead of just being a consumer and allowing an hour of worship just to be all that we get, what, about, what if we were to take that hour of worship and actually use it so that others can experience God's love and grace to us. See, that's what compassion is. It's saying, I, I'm going to set aside my desires, my wants, so that I can serve others. Well, the last thing I wanted to share with you is one that I kind of struggled with. Thinking about compassion is something that we try to partake in is that compassion is something very important when we take opportunity to lament. Lament is, is a sad word. Lament means that, that, that we, we, we deal with a complaint or we deal with things that just aren't right. And being in the Western culture that we are in, we don't want to lament. We don't want to spend opportunities to realize that things just aren't right. We, we, we want to put makeup on it, if you will, or, or, or try to make the situation look a whole lot better than what it really is. And I'm kind of thinking that right now where we are as a country, where we are as a world, we are trying not to lament and we are trying to ignore what exactly is happening around us. Lament is a part of Scripture. Lament is a part of, of, of who we are as a people of faith. When we take a look at the Psalms, there are 42 different Psalms of lament. 30 of them are, are individual laments and 12 are, are communal and when we take a look at, at, at these psalms of lament, things are not okay. And that's okay. Things never have to be just perfect, even though we may want to try to make those things perfect in our lives. In order to have compassion for our fellow sisters and brothers, we must be okay with lament. We must sit in those moments and allow that lament to, to build up compassion inside of us. So we're, we're going to do a, a communal practice this morning. This, I don't think I've really ever done this before, so we're going to give it a try. I found one of the uh, lament psalms, psalm number uh, 56. I don't want you to turn to your Bibles and find it. Uh, it's not going to be up on the screen for you to read. But I want you to sit in the middle of this lament and hear the words. The words that the psalmist writes. 
words that I think might give us a glimpse on how to have compassion for others. But maybe, maybe today these are words that you need to express back to God. To let him know where you are today. And allow his love and grace to pour over you. So Richard's going to play. And I invite you just to be still and hear these words from Psalm 56. If you need to close your eyes, feel free to close your eyes. If you need to, to lift your hands up to receive what God has for you today, I invite you to do so as we pause and hear these words together. Be merciful to me, my God. For my enemies are in hot pursuit. All day long they press their attack. My adversaries pursue me all day long. In their pride, many are attacking me. When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. In God's whose word I praise. In God I trust and am not afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? All day long they twist my words. All their schemes are for my ruin. They conspire. They lurk. They watch my steps, hoping to take my life. Because of their wickedness, do not let them escape. In your anger, God, bring the nations down. Record my misery. List my tears on your scroll. Are they not in your record? Then my enemies will turn back when I call for help. By this I will know that God is for me. In God whose word I praise. In the Lord whose word I praise. In God I trust and am not afraid. What can man do to me? I am under vows to you, my God. I will present my thanks offering to you. For you have delivered me from death. And my feet from stumbling that I may walk before God in the light of life. So did you hear it? Did, did you hear that echoing in your life? Did you hear the need for compassion for, 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 for us? Did you hear that need for compassion for others? This week, 
if, if you look in your bulletin, there is another uh, sheet for uh, spiritual practices for compassionate flows. I invite you to take the opportunity to take these home and, and practice compassion that flows. Take one of those things or, 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 or several of those things and just allow that compassion to, to be a part of who you were. We just did that last one, prayer, pray Psalm 56 for someone who is suffering. Maybe you know of somebody who needs somebody just to partake in what they're going through today. Somebody that needs to, you need to partake in what they're going through this week. Pray that prayer for them and allow them to feel that you don't just, aren't just there for them, that you are in the midst of their suffering. And that the compassion that God has so generously given to us, he invites you to pass that compassion on to others. Would you please pray with me? Oh God, you have given us an opportunity to not pass up confronting, comforting the distressed. And you give us the opportunity to refuse to be inattentive to the hardships of others. God, especially in the world that we live in right now, it is so easily, so easy just to walk on by. It is so easy to, to ignore the pain and sufferings of others because we don't want to be dragged down to where they are. But God, we pray that you help us to stop as you stopped. Many times, being interrupted in our lives so that we may then go and serve others. So God, I, I pray for everyone who is here, for those who are watching online, that you give us opportunities to hear, opportunities to, to, to share compassion and love to others. And help us to say, as the psalmist said at the end of the psalm, that you have delivered us and that we walk before God in the light of life. So God, we lift this prayer up to you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.